Hello, and welcome back to Crimax. This week's episode is going to be another murder case for educational purposes. Though we would like to advise caution for anyone sensitive to gruesome details. And now this is the part where I turn it over to the pretty lady sitting next to me for a deeper synopsis. Thank you. So, this week's episode is another murder case. It takes place on a Greyhound bus, which is not the typical location of a murder scene. And uh, at the end, I'm going to be mad. We'll see if you're mad too. I don't get mad. Get glad. Glad trash bags. You say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, our fun fact before we get into the case? Oh, so fun fact, turning a little bit away from animals and such and more towards corpses. Ooh, what? Yeah, I'm starting to run out of animal fun facts, or at least entertaining facts. See, I didn't know what you were going to do for this week's fun fact. I usually don't ask. Yeah. So what is our corp- like human corpse fact or like any corpse? Uh, any corpse, really. Okay. Any animal corpse. Well, anything dead. Okay. So, if you bury it in the ground, and I believe so, I, I don't 100% remember if this is actually historically correct, but the reasons that we use tombstones and stuff like that, or we stack rocks on graves and everything, is not so much for a marker? grave marker, as much as when bodies decay and they release the gases and stuff like that, they will actually float back to the surface so we put rocks and stuff over the graves to keep them down yes did you also know that mausoleums as well as like places like and caskets also have like a ventilation system so that the gases can release and they don't build up inside no yeah there has to be a way for the mausoleum or whatever to release the gases outside so it doesn't build up inside and just cause a bunch of chaos or it'll eventually make the juices leak out from underneath of the concrete juices I feel like if you do murdery, like, death facts, I'm going to know a lot of them. <laughs> I want a smoothie. What? We're talking about juices. I want a smoothie. I'm talking about human bodily fluids from decay. You're talking about a smoothie. What's the difference? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Anyways, are you ready to get in today's case? I am. I are. I is. To being ready. Alright, so today's case is on the death of Tim McLean, and it was on a Greyhound bus, like I said. This took place on July 30th of 2008, so it's really not that long ago. It feels like that long ago if you say it's 12 years ago, but it doesn't feel like that's a long time ago. I don't know, I feel like 2008 is pretty modern for like, you know, talking about murder case, because you do like the 70s and stuff. And I'm also laying off Texas, since you always point out that we have like a lot of Texas crimes, and this one takes place in Canada. So we're changing up a little bit. Hey. Fonzie? No, Canada. Canada? A. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a combination of Canada a. and Fonzie. Yeah. I think it's more like an A. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, the death of Tim McLean's we're talking about today, Tim was described as like a people person who like loves talking to new people, meeting people. I cannot relate to that whatsoever. Can you? Well, yeah, you do. You like talking to people. Moments. You do. Especially uh, if you like know something. I have my moments. Yeah, <laughs> you do but like he was a people person he grew up in a small farming community and he loved to travel so he loved to travel so much that actually he got like offered a summer job out of high school working as a carny so he took a job as a carny running like his own games and stuff and apparently carnies i thought carnies were like not well paid i guess i don't know why i assumed that but like apparently he said he can take up to like a thousand dollars a week running his own games there nice that's Let's a lot of money one, though what it's always the carnies 
either they're the ones doing the killing or they're the ones being killed. It's always the carnies. Um, we're talking about his death today, so he was the one being killed? Yeah, but it's always the carny. I guess. I don't know. But it was just like a summer job at first, and he did like all the time. But he took on like $1,000 a week, but he always blew it on partying and stuff, which... You work as a carny. All you do is party. I think it's partying, right? You're like going to different towns all around the country, and you're just like having fun and then you blow money on partying like i can't keep up with that lifestyle but i guess if you like people and being around people all the time you would party more i don't like people <laughs> so anyways he had a girlfriend named colleen she was pregnant with his child and they actually knew each other growing up and everything she had just gotten a divorce and they reconnected as adults and they became girlfriend and boyfriend so anyways he decided he was going to move to british columbia from his home in winnipeg and he decided to go ahead and go home to Winnipeg to prep for his move to British Columbia when he decided to take a 24-hour bus ride on this Greyhound bus. He took the Greyhound bus 1170. And also, we're going to talk about another passenger who was on that bus that day named Vince Lee, who was 40 years old. And Tim was only 22. So Vince Lee was a Chinese immigrant. He came to Canada to go to college. He graduated with a degree in computer programming in 2002. But there were no, like, computer program jobs in the area, so he worked a ton of odd jobs to support him and his wife, Anna. So his odd jobs ranged from, like, a church to newspaper delivery. He worked at Walmart for a bit. He did forklift operation. He just did whatever could pay the bills since computer programming wasn't paying the bills in 2002. But nowadays, you could make so much money with that. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. You don't even have to, like, go somewhere. You could stay at home and make money doing that. So in 2005, Vince was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia, and he decided he was just going to drop his wife and, like, hope she came back to him when he got on his feet and everything. He was going to, like, go find another job in another town and just, like, hope his wife comes back, which I don't think that's, like, the route to take. Just, like, leave her a note and be like, I'm out. But he was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 2005, and he did not go on any medication for this, which seems stupid because, like, you're in Canada. You have free health care. Take your medication. You and apparently they got it made with this whole coronavirus thing. What do you mean? I was watching a, a video or something today about, like, how uh, here in America, like, halfway through or at the beginning of the coronavirus thing, we got $1,200. And then they talked about giving an additional $600 right. or whatever. So they're like, oh, America seems to think that people can survive on $1,800 uh, a year. Whereas Canada, they got two grand a month. Whoa. During the coronavirus. Whoa, that wasn't that, so for helpful. Those that needed it and stuff like that. They got two grand a month. I needed that at the beginning of the year. It was horrible, that's but. Bull crackers. That's so much. They have it so nice over there. But you know what? They're all so cold, and I don't really want that. Good mm. snowboarding. Yeah, you can have that to yourself. I'm not doing that. But, like, why if you have schizophrenia and they offered you free health care and you could get free medication, I would do that in a second. But he didn't. So, anyways, on July 29th, Vince traveled to Winnipeg from Erickson and he stayed the night on, like, a street bench near the bus station with his three pieces of luggage. He was waiting there to get, like, the next morning bus. There was only, like, one a day. And he was also trying to get some money. He had, like, a little sign-up side, like, by the bench he was sitting at that said, like, $600 for laptop or best offer. Do you want to know how much he actually took for this $600 laptop he was asking for? Three fifty. Sixty bucks. Nice. Sixty bucks from some kid. The kid was interviewed and be like, I got a deal. <laughs> but yeah, he, got, he took sixty bucks for his laptop and he was waiting for the 1170 bus or 1170. I don't know which one I'm going to say, you guys, but he later said that the voice of God told him to get on that bus that day. So at 6.55 p.m., Vince gets on the same bus with Tim McLean. 
Vince sat in the front, like the front couple rows, and Tim was in the very back corner of the bus, just chilling, listening to music, doing his own thing. Vince was acting odd to some passengers. He was playing with a roll of toilet paper, and it's mixed if it was an iced tea or a soda, but he would like tuck the to- roll of toilet paper underneath of his chin to take a drink instead of just putting it down. Like he would not put this roll of toilet paper down, which is weird. And he also was like rocking a little bit and like slowly chanting something in Chinese because he was a Chinese immigrant. But it wasn't like super loud or super distracting. It was just like odd things people noticed from sitting up there. He wasn't acting too bizarre that everyone else was staring at him or he was being disruptive. So the bus began to head towards its destination and it made a rest stop. And Tim got out to stretch his legs and everything. And then when he came back to a seat in the back of the bus, Vince got up and followed him back there. And he took the seat next to Tim um, in the very back row. So you know like the back row of a bus, there's like your window and then behind you, there's just a wall. There's nothing else there. That's the very back corner they were sitting in together. Apparently Tim would like, hey, how you doing? Kind of normal high greeting to him, sitting next to him. And then Tim proceeded to put his headphones on, rest his head against the window, and try to get some sleep listening to music. Also, apparently these buses, I've never been on a Greyhound bus, they have movies in there, and I was playing The Mask of Zorro. Nice. I didn't know they had TVs in these things. Yeah. I didn't know. I've been, I've been on Greyhound bus my whole life. They're great. The back seat also, that's up against the wall, Yeah. is usually only two seats. It's usually the back couple rows only that way, because on the other side is uh, the toilet. There's a toilet in there? Yeah, they got a bathroom. Oh, bathroom maybe this one didn't have one because they had to stop and make a rest stop. Or is it just to get out and like walk or something? Yeah, walk. Okay. You like, still smoke get rest stops. Some people smoke cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes, get out and walk, buy snackies, stuff oh, like that. I didn't know they had toilets in there. That's yeah. cool. They have a toilet. Oh, that's kind of cool. Then, uh, like a plane. Yeah, essentially. So at 6.55 is when Tim and Vince went to the back together, even though Tim was already back there. And at 8.30 p.m., a lot of passengers were just chilling, like trying to get some sleep because it was nighttime outside. The passengers just heard a horrifying scream come from the back of the bus and it got everybody's attention. Everybody woke up and was like, what the hell is going on? Freaked out by this blood curdling scream. And apparently when, at least according to the passenger beside Tim and Vince, like in the street, I guess across the aisle, there's like two other seats. There was someone sitting there. They said that Vince had just pulled out a large knife from his backpack that he purchased from the hardware store the day this happened like the voice of god told him to go to the hardware store and buy a knife because he's gonna need it for self-protection he just pulled out this knife and just started randomly stabbing tim in a very robotic motion like some slasher shing 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 kind of stuff like very yeah like not very like sporadic not a a rush killing i think that's what you call it rush no like a sporadic passion kill it was more just like a robotic just kept stabbing him in the neck and chest and then like he was in the back corner, so Tim really couldn't get away. He tried to fight him back, and then he tried to, like, jump over the front row of seats in front of them. And Tim just fell face down into the aisle and couldn't get back up. We don't know if he was actually conscious after that he fell down there or if he was already dying at that time. But everyone on the bus is freaking out. The people across were, like, yelling for the bus driver to stop the bus. Someone's getting stabbed. And eventually the bus driver named Bruce decided to go ahead and get involved. Once he stopped the bus, pulled it over and got all the passengers out. He kept yelling at Vince to... Bruce Banner? I don't know who that is. The Hulk? No. Did he get mad? Did he turn green? No. Did he go on a roid rage? No. And he wasn't the Hulk? No. He was just a bus driver named Bruce. He decided to get involved. He got all the passengers out and then started yelling at Vince to like, stop what you're doing. And then Vince proceeded to walk towards Bruce. And Bruce was like, "Mm mm-mm. And got out of there immediately, but started to like try to board the door up so he couldn't get out and follow all the rest of the passengers and himself out. 
all the passengers outside were freaking out. So like two people pulled over to come help. It was another bus that was kind of along the same path, pulled over to see what was going on, seeing this random bus pull off on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. And also a truck driver named Chris decided to like pull over and see where all these people are standing outside. So Chris and the other bus driver named Bernie decided with the other bus driver, Bruce, to go in there and like see if they could get him out and save him. Cause they were like big strong men. They're like, we gotta get him out and save him. And uh, that didn't go very well. So Bernie, the other bus driver was trying to tell Tim like, you know, just put the knife down. We can, you know, get you out of here. Let me take him out. And all that Vince said was get emergency while he was taking out chunks of Tim's flesh and continually stabbing him and proceeded to try to saw off with the buck knife. He's trying to saw off Tim's head and he was taking out chunks of his flesh and holding it in his hands and walking towards everyone trying to get Tim out of the bus. So they proceeded to leave the bus and the truck driver Chris had a crowbar and everything. They just tried to board up the bus and stop him from getting out of it. And then the two bus drivers that were pulled over on the side of the road decided to go ahead and disable the bus so he couldn't drive away from the scene, which is genius. I wouldn't think about him taking over the bus and trying to drive himself. Well, if he took the keys. Well, I think he just pulled start. over on the side of the road and was like, what was going on? He probably left the keys inside. But anyways, after they actually disabled the bus, he did try to drive away from the scene to get away. But after he couldn't, like, drive away, he decided to go ahead and try to, like, he found a pair of scissors and another knife in the bus and, like, the possessions and stuff when everyone's out of there. He proceeded to, like, try to pry his way out of the doors. And meanwhile, everyone, all the passengers, everyone that pulled over is just looking inside the bus and they can see everything. There's, like, a million windows in the bus. Well, see, I'd also have to be slapping my head because not only are there a million windows, but usually... The, like there's going to be, I think, at least four of those windows, as well as hatches on the top, pop out for emergency exit. Like the windows are actually really big, and whole sections of those punch out for emergency exits. But he doesn't. So if he yeah. wanted to get off, he could have gotten off. Yeah, but he just tried to open the door and pry it open, and when he couldn't do that, he just like. Because he's not smart. Yeah, and when he couldn't. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but when he couldn't get out, he just decided to go back to the body and just start tearing it apart even more. Tim's body more. And all the people outside were just watching this, but it's one of those things where they're like, they just kept watching because what else are they going to do on the side of the road in the middle of the night? They're just watching him tear these chunks out of his flesh and trying to decapitate him. So he's trying to behead him with a knife. So the police hadn't shown up yet. The people were still waiting for the police. And this is when he began to take out the organs and try to take apart his limbs. He hadn't quite decapitated him yet, but he was taking his organs out and taking his limbs apart. At 9 p.m., the first responders got to the scene. They say they had a great response time. It's, they were like an hour away from the nearest town, like on the side of the road, and they got there in like 20 minutes. So everyone's really happy about how fast they got there. But to just watch someone be brutalized and torn apart for 20 minutes doesn't sound great to me. I would like to say... That if he continues to try and build a case of self-defense, I don't think it's going to work at this point. Because you said he was stabbing him at, like, supposedly self-defense. Well, he told the voice of God said he needed a knife for self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he explains later on what happened. Um, But, you know, crazy is crazy. You know? I'm not going to sit here and say people who have schizophrenia are crazy. I'm just saying certain people are more messed up than others. Like, there's just... I'm not even going to blame Babe, I've told you this before. I love you for who you are. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Nothing. No, tell me what that means. I was making fun. I was being funny. Because we know you're messed up, baby. I have a lot of issues, but I'm I don't more have. More so than some. No, I have a lot of trauma. Does that count? Yep. So again, 9 p.m. The first responders are on the scene, which included ambulance and police, and also negotiators as well as like a SWAT team to like get him out. But they didn't do that. So anyways, they tried to talk to Vince and like negotiate him out of the bus, but Vince kept saying like really incoherent things. So he would say something crazy, just like they, they couldn't understand. And everyone is just watching outside again. Like even the police had not gotten a way to get the passengers. There was like 37 people outside just watching from the passengers. And then first responders, everything. So there's probably like 50 people outside at this point, just watching him do this from the windows because the bus is still lit up. I got the 500 people backing up traffic because they're rubbernecking. Honestly, I didn't even think about that, but you were so right. Jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be terrible. But Vince decided to go ahead and, like, make a scene, you know? He didn't like the police getting involved in his whatever you want to call it. Self-defense. Uh, sure. And Vince decided to, like, start sniffing the organs, and he would eventually, like, take bites out of them and, like, kind of just chew on the little bites of meat. Pull in the hand of a lecter. Well, I guess, isn't an organ meat? It's a muscle. Yeah, so it's not meat. Is it a meat? Is it organ meat? Yeah. Organ well, it's a meat. muscle. I don't know. Essentially. But he would take a bite of organs, and then he would wipe the blood all over the bus, all over the windows, all over the seats, and, like, just show everyone outside what was going on. Then eventually, he actually got the head off of Tim's body and just started showing it, carrying it around from side to side of the bus, showing it to people in the windows as, like, a prize, I I'd guess. I'd be impressed. Would you be impressed? What the? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing to do. I'd be wondering what the hell the SWAT team and cops are doing. Well, they try to talk to him and negotiate him out of the bus to get him. It's really? Can- it's Canada, so their police are more likely to take someone alive oh, than ours. Yes. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I was just remembering something else I, I had heard. Um, I was, I forgot, um, up in Canada. Canada? <laughs> yeah. Up in Canada, um, no one but, like, the military and the police are allowed to carry firearms. Yeah, so the regular police didn't have them. They called a SWAT team who had yeah. guns. But um, Canada's more likely to be... More, I mean, I, this is just an assumption. More passive than us, our SWAT teams just go in and knock stuff out usually. Uh, but they yeah, wanted to talk say, about it. Go, to, go, send a person in with a couple riot shields. Well, what I was thinking would have been the easiest thing to do is just throw a, like a gas in there. Oh yeah, that too. I thought just gassing it, like open the door for one split second when he's not at that end of the bus, and just gas it, knock yeah. him out, drag him out. But they didn't do that. You don't even have to knock him out. You could just throw in some CS gas, which is going to make his. Just going to make all lovely beautifulness of his uh, sinuses and, you know, come out and won't be able to see crap. And then you grab him. Yeah, I mean... Strain him. This went on for hours. Stupid. Should have went on for, like, seconds. Like, this started at 8.30, and then he was there until 1.30, like, in the bus, by himself, doing whatever he wanted to Tim's body. Should have been over in, like, a second. I agree. They did not handle this. No. Yeah, I mean, he was probably dead. They said that he probably got stabbed 50 times by the time all the passengers were out. Well, he was dead by the time he hit the ground, probably. After yeah. He jumped over his seat and fell. He, well, he with was, the serial killer kind of stabbing, they said he was stabbed 50 times by the time the passengers got out, and that was like an hour ago at this point. Yeah. But anyways, it was... <laughs> they go ahead and take the passengers off the scene on another bus at 8.45. They went to the police station to get, like, interviewed as, like, what they had seen, and then... They just stayed there all night. At 1.28 a.m. is when they finally got Vince out of the bus. He tried to... It was actually his choice to get out of the bus. He broke a back window, threw some stuff out there, including his weapons, and then he went out afterwards. So I guess he got tired of being in there, even though he said he was going to stay in there forever. 
They didn't even get him out. He got himself. I feel like that's some bullshit. The cops did not do what they were supposed to do. No. At all. But anyways, he tried to escape. Like, he tried to run and everything. They tased him twice, and they was arrested on scene and without any further issue. They just asked, he just asked the police to kill him, and obviously they did not. They just tased him. But, like, to me, I would have killed the guy. You know? Like, he's in there just desecrating a corpse. He's no use to me. No. He's a threat to everyone. You know? Yeah, no, but he's got to stand trial and blah, blah, blah. I guess, but, like, I don't know. At least rubber, rubber bullet in his butt. Yeah, something. You could have opened a window. You could have opened the door at any point. Like, he's one dude with a knife. Y'all could have taken him. Beanbag him. Yes. Y'all could have taken him. I still think the gassing idea would have been the best. Preserve the scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, So I would have gassed him, and then I would have opened the the driver door. Yeah. So that way he... You, you can control where he's going to funnel through. Yep. Once he gets down, he's going to be disoriented. He's not going to be able to see anything. Snot's going to be going everywhere. At that point, you restrain him. It really should not have been till 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. to 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Should not have lasted that long. Mm-hmm. And he had all that time in the world to just go around, cut him up, take his organs out, decapitate. The, you know like about decapitation. I don't like it. Yeah. And then he was well, there just There's no course. reasoning with someone like that. No, there's no reasoning with him. So they tried to reason. They just sat there watching him for hours, which is just weird to me. But when they checked Vince's pockets, they found some of Tim's nose, his mouth, and tongue. I couldn't determine if it was mouth or tongue. I heard different reports. And an ear. Hey, Tim deserves to be heard and deserves to okay. have the right to speak. Okay, that's weird. I guess smell. Yeah, it, that's a weird way to put it. But he, like, he was saving these pieces of his face to, to I guess, maybe eat later. Um, since he had chewed on some of them before. Yes, because whoever says the nose is the best part. I guess he bit it off, um, is what I'm... Uh, Why is he I don't know. But I can't determine if it was it's his like tongue or his mouth. Gum. Ew. People are saved chewing gum? I've never saved chewing gum. That is weird. I don't think I have either. But when the police got inside the scene, they found a bunch of, like, small trash bags. I guess these buses have, like, little tiny trash bags with a bunch of organs and parts he had put in different little bags all over the place. Oh, he cleaned up after himself. That's nice. Um, They never found some of Tim's heart and his eyeballs. So we, yeah, we presume he ate them, but we never saw him eating it because a lot of time he was just like down on the ground, just taking apart the body and they couldn't see that entirely from the windows. But at 10 a.m., the Greyhound passengers were taken away from the police station where they were interviewed and they were taken to a hotel and then taken to a Walmart where they were allowed to get a different outfit because a lot of their outfits were covered with blood from when the national stabbing kind of sprayed and covered a lot of the passengers. I actually think it's kind of like crap that greyhound just bought them a new outfit that was covered in blood and they replaced like if you there was something on the bus that day and it got covered in blood and you can prove it and it got destroyed or replace it but they never gave these people any compensation they literally like refunded their ticket and took them to winnipeg where they were going but like they had all these passengers like ptsd from this event and they Uh, saw this yeah i mean i know it's not their fault yeah i know i mean it's i mean i would have been okay with just I would have been semi... Well, yeah. I mean, as long as there was nothing too, too important, honestly, I'd probably want it anyways. Um, I wouldn't I mean, want anything I'm traveling with, honestly. It's just clothes. Yeah. Uh, well, I travel with a lot of tech, so... Yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, to, to have them replace it and whatnot and, you know, get me where I'm going, I'd be okay with it. I don't know, because you're like, sitting there for oh, hours outside. That was weird. Let's get on another bus and continue our trip. Yeah, but you're sitting for hours outside, like, waiting, watching this tragic thing i feel like a lot of people love to sue for anything so a lot of people yeah, tried to sue but they I was gonna say if you're tired of this well go go sit back on the bus there's plenty of seats yeah no exactly shut up and be happy okay no <laughs> no 
Like, some of these people committed suicide after from what they well, saw. Okay. Yes. Because, like, the PTSD no. was so bad. No, yes. I understand that. I mean, at that point, yeah, you, you know, therapy and stuff like that. I understand the PTSD. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the nitty-bitties that are so happy for whatever. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of dramatic. It might be. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, mean, I wouldn't sue. Their, I'm not that person. Yeah, I was say, I mean, it wasn't Greyhound's fault. No, it's definitely not their fault. Some like, psychopath you, you would there. You would sue because of, I don't know, improper maintenance on a bus causes a wreck yeah. or something like that. It's definitely not their fault, so, but they did not handle the situation properly. That's the cops. They didn't handle the situation. They had a campaign. The bus driver was lit. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he got Bruce? He got, yeah. He got everyone out. And then even boarded up the yeah. uh, and the disabled door. the vehicle exactly and disabled the vehicle. Give that man a medal, yeah, and a raise. He actually still drives buses apparently, but he only drives empty ones. <laughs> you know, like when they're just being transported somewhere and yeah. they're not like being in service. Yeah. He just he doesn't do them with people. No, anymore. he was great. It's, it's the cops that didn't do. They definitely you know, didn't the best of the I mean, situation. Greyhound did not handle the situation afterwards very well. The bus actually got cleaned up, put a new number on it, and it's still in service. No one have to this was a massacre. There was organs everywhere. Someone died in there. And then you just put the bus back in service and recycled it. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. It's a murder scene on wheels. But you're lying to people and saying that it's not. If, you cha- if you, they didn't change the number, fair enough, I guess. A save in their property. But the fact that they changed their number on the bus so people wouldn't know which one it was is shady as hell to me. I want to find it now. It's weird. Oh, you know someone what? Someone has to know. I wonder if they got the VIN number. Because you can't change that. Yeah, I mean, someone has to know. And then also, they had, like, a campaign going in Canada that was, like, no one's ever heard of bus rage, because, like, road rage. Mm. They had to change that shit after this, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> they That's took all their billboards day, down. I'm going to track that Greyhound bus, and we're going to take a trip. You're going to take me to a bus for a date? I'm going to take you on a bus. That is and so not romantic. Seat, and then, like, a couple hours in, like, hey, hey, remember that story we did? That's where he died, right there. We are not going to Canada. You know I hate the cold. Greyhounds go everywhere. Yeah, but it's a Canadian branch of Greyhound buses. It literally has a flag on it. No, it can be repurposed. Oh. You never know where it's at. Well, you never know how they repurpose it. track down the They van. could have sent it to America. We don't know. All it needs is the VIN. Oh, okay. It'll probably be on the police report, and then I can search it. Honestly, it might be. It should be. So Tim's family didn't find out about his fate until 24 hours after it all started. And once he was arrested, of course, like, Vince was questioned and put on his correct medication for his schizophrenia. And then once he was, like, medicated and even down, he started to talk about why he did this, um, especially during his examination to see if he was sane. So Vince's reasoning for this is claiming that he was the evil son and God had chose him to be a killer and he also chose the victim. Do you have something to say? You have a weird look on your face. So the dude... Had schizophrenia. Yes. Obviously, they've already diagnosed it, and they yes. have him on medication. Yes. Let's see why he killed somebody. Let's see if he was sane while he... No! <laughs> what? It's just, I don't know if, like, how, like, the way you worded it right now, I just want to slap everyone. Yeah, no, they put him on the medication. They had him even out on it, so he'd be, like, fine, yeah. So stable. they knew he was crazy. And, yes. And, non- and not stable. Not stable. And then they put him on it, and then they wanted to know. They questioned after he was on the medication. Well, yeah, I'd question to to find out, you know, what what he was going, what was going on, what he was thinking. I mean, he got a lot to say, apparently. Not to see if he was sane, because clearly we knew he wasn't. Well, you can have a mental illness and still be competent to stand trial, you know? Like, you knew everything was right and wrong is basically what you're standing trial for, you know? 
if you're eating noses and eyeballs and spreading <laughs> organs on a bus, kind of hard to believe you're sane. Okay, yeah, but there's a lot of serial killers who are perfectly sane, just got a lot of issues. So anyways, Vince was saying that he was the evil son of God and, like, God had chose him to be the killer. He also chose the victim. He said, like, Tim had to die. He was evil or something. And he was, like, going to kill. He said that, like, Tim was going to, like, kill him and that God was going to strike him down dead instantly if he didn't kill Tim. Which is, like, a weird thing to think. Especially if you're religious, you think God's just going to kill you for no reason if you don't kill someone else. It seems kind of pointed, in my personal opinion. I mean, Cain and Abel, but God kind of stopped that. I don't know what that means. Cain and Abel. Um, uh-uh. Supposedly, God went to Cain and told him to kill his brother Abel. And Cain did kill his brother Abel, and but he thought it was because God told him to do so. So misinterpretation? Oh, pretty much. Okay. Mixed messages. Yeah. Honestly, if I think someone said they heard the voice of God... I'm thinking they got issues. If it's, yeah, I mean, if it's anything bad or something like that, then no, in any sense, if someone told me they they heard the voice of God, I'm like, oh, okay. I was gonna say, because Satan works in many ways. Apparently, Satan's hot. God, God's yeah, okay. (laughs) That's what they say. He's the most tempting. God's not gonna go around telling you to kill people and then you know. Or it's it's basically a threat. If you don't kill him, I'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not God. That's yeah. The devil attacks you in many ways. If you believe in that. I don't. <laughs> I know. That's why I said that. That's why I added that last part, because I know you're just thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't think you're crazy, honey. Yeah. I let you believe what you want. But anyways, Vince was angry that the Canada doesn't have the death penalty. I don't know if he just didn't know they didn't have the death penalty for some reason. Uh, these states need to bring back public executions. Stop. We're not doing this again. They need to bring We're not back doing the this death again. penalty. We have the death penalty in Florida. So the professionals spoke to Vince, heard all of his stuff. And actually, he was, like, really weird. He refused to speak to the judge in court. He, like, only answered in head nods, except for whispering one time to the judge, like, lifted his head up and was like, kill me. That was it. But they don't have death penalties, so, you know, I don't really know how he, where he thinks this is going to go. That's the only thing he said in court other than head nods. But Vince, when being charged, pled for the murder, he's pled not criminally responsible, which is not something you generally see in America. It's not something like a typical plea. You see... Um, not guilty by reason of insanity or no contest is another plea people make a lot. But he pled not criminally responsible, which is not the same thing as saying he didn't do it because he clearly knew he did it and he said he did it. But he said he wasn't responsible because voices in his head told him to do it and the voice of God. And they said, like, you know, so Tim was a threat. It's a plea of insanity. It's a plea of insanity, but a plea of insanity that means it was like a one time deal. He's basically saying, I wasn't on my medication. This is why it happened. And I could, you know, everything go back to normal. And he won on that defense. He actually, instead of being charged with second-degree murder, he did win the not criminally responsible for not having his medication at the time of the events. He went to a mental hospital for a couple years with no prison, no criminal record from this. He ate someone's flesh and decapitated them and has no criminal record. And then he was released into the free world after, like, two years. Baby, I need you to become a schizophrenic. Why? Because apparently you can get away with anything. Yeah, he has no criminal record. He's living as a free person. He actually, in February 2016, changed his name from Vince Lee to Will Baker. Yeah, Will Baker. So if you see this guy in Canada or anywhere, because he's a free man, he can go anywhere. Avoid that. And everyone that works around him now with his new name says he's a great guy. He's so nice. Make sure if you do find him, ask him if he took his meds today. 
That'd probably be the, the, the lead. I'm just going to run away. Just run away. Yeah. Avoid that. Apparently, he's a great guy. They say he's a meds. great guy. I on mean, on his meds. He's very remorseful for what he did, apparently, and he's like a pleasant person to be around. Why are you around this man? Why are you sitting here telling me nice things about him? He ate a dude's eyeballs out. Nice. It's not. Okay, so here's the question I have for you today. Is mental illness something that he should have been locked away for forever for this? Should he have went to prison? Or do you think, like, the reform maybe worked after, like, two or three years and he's free to be out? It's justified. I personally think if you want to put him in a mental ward, do it. But lock him up forever. This is not someone safe to be around in the public. If he could just snap out of nowhere and just kill a random person and do all this for hours i mean to me that's not like a split second you stab someone and moved on you played this game out for an entire time well and also he did not take his medication that's on him especially to get free health care this is where he's responsible for his actions yeah because like if you had access to your medication you decided not to take it that is your fault you did this for hours you want to lock him up for mental illness that is fine but do not let him out especially after like three years yeah, I still feel like he still needed to pay for... Like prison know, or uh, institution? A little bit of both, I would think. Okay. Um, I would say, yeah, a little bit of both, definitely. Start with the institution. Reform um, him a little bit and then make him pay? Reform him a little bit and then make him, you know... Yeah, him having no stuff, criminal yeah. records bullshit. Because, I mean, I've seen, or at least I've... Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen, you know, what mental illnesses and some things can do. And honestly, in some cases, they are so severe that you really lose your mind. You don't have control over yourself. Yes. But at the same time, that's still not an excuse, especially if, like you said, you have access to your medications and things like that. And it's free. If you know how bad it can get, then that's on you. Um, if you were clinically diagnosed, it should have been something you addressed. You clearly yeah. know you had a problem. Yeah. So I, I feel a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been to a point of snapping and doing things that I really would never admit to the internet, yeah. but like never something that I would say, Hey, I have this issue. I'm not going to diagnose it. That's just a whole yeah. it's a situation. I would have to see. He I needs mean, punishment. Yeah. Tim's dead. He was 22. And this dude just walking around, got a new name, no criminal record. Yeah. I'd have to also kind of, you know determine you know how remorseful is he Cause, but what if know, he snaps again there, you never know i would say there'd have to be there there there, there should be safeguards there's no monitoring yeah. he's free I no i know that but he could just stop his medication at any point and kill me before people yeah i know but i yeah because that's, that's that's not really something you can kind of control no, but he could at any point just stop his medication again and do whatever he wants and more people are going to die. This is just like the broomstick murder when they let him out of death row and then he went right back in. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I mean, I understand both sides because at the same time, as long as he's on the medication, I mean, essentially you're killing a, a functioning quotation marks innocent person of society well you're not killing him he still oh. has a life in an institution i'm not saying don't give him like oh okay. um like the death penalty yeah i'm not saying that i'm just saying he needs to be under supervision and if he's yeah, in, yeah. If he's in like those institutions where you live your life you have some freedom with the grounds and everything so be it you know that's what i would probably say is he needs to have supervision yeah um something like a like a, a not a nanny but like a like a a, a, a 
full-time nurse or something that's going to make sure that's why i think he should have lived in the institution so he doesn't have the opportunity to stop taking it so you know let him be you know let him be a free man but i don't think he should be a free man but confined to you know that institution is his home like yes okay yes that's what i mean yeah you know or at least he can't like a nurse coming by every morning, or something like that, making sure he's taking his pills. Unless he's accompanying things like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there needs to be some kind of punishment for him. He really should not have been allowed to legally change his name. Yeah, that's sketchy as shit no, to me. Yeah. Especially since he was forty years old, he was a grown man when he did this. It's not he was a kid who made this mistake. Yeah, but at the same time, depending on how functional of a member of society he can be on his medication, because I mean, with a name like that, with everything going on. I mean, essentially, his his whole life pretty much was destroyed by this. He would have never gotten a job, nothing. Good. So. He shouldn't be out. Institution life? Cool. You want to, you know, do something? You can do your computer programming from there. Yeah, but at the same time. I am. I really could. But at the same time, though, if we institutionalize, then I'm pretty sure. Do they have taxes up there? Because I'm pretty sure the way it works here, because anyone in prison here... We're paying we're for paying it. We're paying for it. I understand so, that. So, you know... Yeah. I get that. But at the same time, it's a public safety issue for him to no, be out. No, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah. So, again, I, I don't know. I'd have to actually be there, I guess. I just um, think it's too long I mean, of an I incident. Can, yeah. Everyone's had a manic episode. No, no, that was that was way. See, that's what I'm saying. It only takes a couple hours to get. It's not an all-night procedure here. It's not a. That's something you should have seen built up. You allowed him to go into a store, buy a knife, and then just hack someone to death, and apart, and then eat him. Yeah. No, that's not a one-time deal. That's not something you built up. Uh. Well, again, this is where schizophrenia played in because with like, if it's severe enough. That is a one-time thing. But it's his fault he didn't take his medication. He was diagnosed. Oh, oh yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. If he hadn't had diagnosis, he didn't know anything was wrong with him, I'd feel differently. But the fact that yeah. he did have an f- official diagnosis beforehand and didn't take it, it's yeah. on him. No, it's no, not like America sure. where your pills are ridiculously priced. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But that's the death of Tim McLean. Do you got anything else to add? Not really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> covered it. I, I, yeah. Will Baker, you guys. Will Baker's his new name. Avoid that. It sounds like a fake name anyways. I really hope he owns a bakery. What? I don't know. It just sounds he has, It's going to be like Sweeney Todd. He's going to have meat pies. <laughs> no. I want one now. No. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us for another episode. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.